Hello, hello, my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Here we are, back together in podcast land. I love being here with you. Thank you for joining me and spending your precious time listening to my voice on this, you know, platform held in the clouds. And what a blessing it is to be here. And you know, I have really, here we are, here we are in the depths of summer, right? Dog days of summer. Um, and I'm kind of going a little crazy, my friends, right? The kids are around. My biggest, the biggest things that I struggle with the kids is the screen time and the sugar. Is anyone else with me? It's like the two things that cause crackhead kids and trying to manage it all the time is overwhelming. You know, when, when I send them to school, I send them with lunch. Our school doesn't serve lunches or they do, but it's crappy lunches. We don't buy them. I send them to school with lunches and, and you know, they're there, they're learning, they're with their peers, they're, you know, they're doing all the things that schools do. Right. And we have a, we have a great school. I'm so grateful uh, for our school. It's a very, um, expansive and progressive and not about testing or homework. It's really about them developing as learners. Anyway, so I love it that I get to send them off to be in this beautiful container um, and to learn and grow. And so I don't have to day in and day out, you know, be kind of around and holding space for them. Now, if you have younger children, you're home all the time with them. And my heart goes to you because mom, I've been there and I promise you, I promise you to hold on, to take some breaths. And what we're gonna talk about today, I hope serves every mother's because what we're going to do is we're gonna go back to the ancient ways of health and to really dig into what it is our bodies, our souls, our minds need to not be crazy in this crazy world. Do you feel me in this? Oh my goodness, it's crazy out there. And now, you know, for so long, I was focusing on my journey about all the wrong things that were going, all the things I had to avoid to not get cancer, all the things I had to keep my kids, you know, safe from uh, so that they wouldn't be exposed to the world. But we know we can't do that. The world is the world and our kids are going to go out to them and uh, go out into the world. And the only thing we can do, uh, this is what I'm, I'm coming from a mother of an almost 12-year-old and a mother of a nine-year-old. So uh, my kids are a little bit older or maybe a little bit younger than yours, or maybe they're around the same age, but there's these, there's these phases of, of motherhood. And I'm in this phase where they're getting older, they're more independent, but the world is starting to attach itself to them in, in mindsets and belief systems. And to be honest, we cannot we cannot put them in a bubble, okay? Because if we did, I'd be the first one to buy one. <laughs> okay, maybe not, but sometimes, sometimes don't you just want to put them in a bubble and keep them like uh, uh, just so pure and 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 just who they are, right? Of of who they really are. And but here's the thing: we come into this world to learn about the illusion, to kind of get caught up in the illusion, in the conditions, in the belief systems of the world that are broken. And then we awaken and we emerge and we clear all of that and we become free. I, I think it's it's part of the journey. And so we cannot put our kids in a bubble. I've already looked into it, it's not possible. We can't put them in a bubble and we can't keep them from their own journey and their own path. 
And so why I say this is because what really truly makes a difference, and I talk about this all the time, and this is, this is what my truth is, my friends. I'm not an expert at anything, okay? I'm a mother. I'm a human. And my, my life is about, it's about expansion and awakening and, and, and becoming the divine being that I'm here to be right? And, and remove all the layers so that I can be free and I can be expansive and hold space for my children and the people around me and, and you and this community so that we can grow together because we're creating a new earth. Whether you are aware of it or not, a new earth is being created and mothers like us are, are the pioneers. And so why I say that is because it comes down to this. What we do what we show our children is who and what they become. Not only when we see them and they're not behaving or acting a certain way that we think is okay or we're judging them, they have to have that experience and really our job is to hold space for them, but we can't hold space unless we are clear and spacious, right? We have to be clear in our own minds and healthy in our own bodies because isn't that what we want for our children? to be healthy, to be resilient. And I know I say this all the time, but it's the truth. I believe it's the truth. We must be that which we want our children to be. That's it. And so as I've gone on this journey and I, you know, from the age that my eldest was at six months and that was when the moment I awoke in and, and I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, there isn't someone out there taking care of, of me, right? There's not someone keeping chemicals and cancer-causing things out of my food, out of the clothes I wear, out of the furniture I buy, out of the cleaning products. And you start to realize that all these things that you're surrounded by are toxic and chemically laden, and, they're, and, and it's just adding to the burden of your health. Now, I walked out of my, I've said this many times, but I have to say it again, I walked out of my doctor's office at the age of 28 with seven prescriptions. I was a complete mess, but you know what was weird? I thought I was healthy because everyone around me was showing the same symptoms, right? Horrible PMS, all my friends had bad PMS, menstrual cramps, you know, we had, I had digestive issues, my skin was pimple central, I had rashes, I had hives, I had all these things I didn't, you didn't even know. My body was whispering to me, whispering, whispering, and then it got louder, and it gets louder, and it gets louder, and it gets louder, and then it screams. You are not listening to me, you are not giving me what I need, thus I cannot perform, you know, in a way that, that you are expecting me to perform. And so what happened is as I started to change all these things and remove the chemicals and remove the toxins, do all the things, it was very stressful. And then we get into this, well, I need this supplement and I need this superfood and I need this and I need that and I need this and I need that. And we search continuously outside of us for something to fix us when truly what our body needs is free or just another uh, alternative to what we're already using. Okay. So what we're going to talk about today is the ancient wisdom of our body and what it needs from us. And we're going to go over eight simple things that our body requires. I know it's like the eight things do this, do that. Don't get overwhelmed here. Really. If you take one thing and focus on that, 
right? Maybe you're good in a couple of these areas and you just want to expand. That's how we do it. What we do is we start to bring in these things that we know support our body and we're consistent with it. Consistency is everything, right? That's honestly the biggest issue for most of us for changing our lives, changing our health is being consistent with making the decisions we know that serve us, right? We might be good, like think of New Year's resolutions, right? We're good for the first maybe couple weeks or month and then we fall off the bandwagon because we're trying to do too much. And as a mother, we don't have that much bandwidth. Do you feel me? I mean, geez Louise, kids require a lot of attention. Ah, it's an honor being a mother, but it is also extremely challenging. And it's okay to have both, you know? Sometimes I'm an amazing mother. Sometimes I am not very proud of how I mother, but we're human. We're human. And so the first thing we're going to do in this moment is we are going to love ourselves through the human experience. We're going to love the parts of us that are in the illusion, that are scared, that are fearful, that are in judgment, because that's what we were trained to do. And we're going to slowly move ourselves into a, a new way of living because every day, every moment is a new opportunity. We don't have to continue lugging that baggage around. Now there's this deep healing that we need in our lives. Okay. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to heal. Like I said, we spend the first half of our lives, you know, kind of taking on and our traumas and all the things and our belief systems. And then at some point we awaken and we say, no, I'm going to create something different. And so what I'm here to do is provide these, these things that nourish our bodies, our souls, and our mind. And they're things that I am very, very, very focused upon in my life. And as I've integrated these things and I've become more aware of them, okay, they've changed my life. They've literally changed my life. I felt like I was a sleeping dragon. <laughs> I was sleeping in the matrix, dreaming and, and suffering and unhealthy and waking up in brain fog and depressed and anxious. And we know this is happening. Our whole world is anxious depressed. I mean, I don't even want to go over the statistics because to be honest, it's depressing and it makes me anxious. <laughs> but we move our focus, okay? I that's I used to spend so much time looking at what wasn't working, how big pharma was doing this, how the healthcare system's doing that, how the food company's doing this, fighting all of that. It doesn't do anything. It won't move the needle. The only thing that moves the needle is integrating into your life the changes that you want to see out there because that's how we that's how we show our children because they do not do what we say they do what we do and and there's going to be there's going to be years and times of our life where our children are going to go outside of our comfort zone of what we think is good and right but here's the thing when we are healthy and we're centered we are spacious to hold them through their journey. Could you imagine having a parent that was conscious and spacious to hold you through your journey? I honestly don't know anyone that had that. But it is my greatest um, aspiration to be that for my kids. And I'm not asking for perfection. I'm not expecting perfection. I'm just, I'm just wanting to grow and evolve and learn. Are you with me? Because that's what we're here to do. When we're stagnant, we feel like crap. 
We must grow and learn and evolve. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the eight things, okay? Eight things. And I'm not going to go super in-depth of everything because I just want to kind of plant some seeds and give you some simple things that you can do to make a difference in your in your life, in your in your children's life. And not be so overwhelming that you're just like, I can't do any of it because that's how I felt. I was buying all the supplements, all the superfoods. I was doing all the things, spent so much money, and I was still stressed and, 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 and overwhelmed. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't go to A to Z, okay? In the alphabet, you have to go to A to B to C to D. And that's the same with life. Whenever we're going anywhere, we take steps. And even when we get to Z, guess what? There's going to be more expansion and more learning and more growing. There's never anywhere that we get to. The thing is, we think there's a destination in the future that once we get there, we're going to be happy. It's BS. Right here, right now, is the destination. That is where we are going. We want to move into the present moment to be clear of our mind, to be empty in our mind, so that we can be spacious for life to unfold before us and make decisions that are in alignment with our heart. Because when we're all cluttered up and our minds going a million miles a minute, we are stressed, we are irritable, we are frustrated and angry. Are you with me? Yeah, that's normal. So what I'm sharing with you is as we bring these things into our lives, as we really focus on what the body needs, we don't need to go spend millions of dollars on supplements when we're not doing the basics. And this is what got me off of Instagram for like seven, eight months. And and Facebook, I had to get off because I would go on there and constantly see someone telling me what I needed to do for my health. And as I would do all these things, know these things, it, it wouldn't move the needle. And then I realized... Okay, this is my aha moment. The ancient wisdom of our body must be listened to. And all of these things that we have available to us do not cost money. They don't have to cost money. There's ways to do this in a way besides food, which we'll get to. Because food does cost money, as you know, unless you grow your own garden and have your own cows and goats and all the things, which the majority of us don't. So what I want to do is, you know, acknowledge that there's ways that we can refocus and redirect our own resources slowly in a way that is going to nourish us and bring us better health for our families and and everyone around us. Because this is what you're going to notice. When you begin integrating the ancient wisdom of your body into your life on a consistent basis, everything changes, my friends. Everything. Everything changes. It's not going to happen overnight like we talked about. Okay, are you ready to get into it? Let's do it because I can just go on forever. Okay, the first thing our body needs, right? The ancient wisdom of our body that we know it needs. What's the first thing we cannot go without? Air, breath, breathing, having the life force move in and out of our lungs. The thing is, is that we, most of us breathe unintentionally. We, our body, it's so, it's so magnificent. Our body is such a magical vehicle that we get to ride in this life. It truly is. It's always breathing. Yet, when we bring our conscious awareness to our breath, something magical happens. At first, when I was really trying to um, just focus on my breath, my mind would leave, right? And go into the spin, the illusion, the stories, all the things, right? Over and over and over again. And then I would just keep bringing it back to the breath. And that's how you begin 
to still the mind. The breath is the gateway. It brings air, oxygen into our lens, as you know, and it feeds trillions, right? Hundreds of trillions of cells that we are. We are a universe. Our bodies are universes within a universe, within a universe, within a universe. And you look at a, um, the most recent photo of a cell, it looks like a city. It's insane. And so when we breathe, we are nourishing every one of our cells. And so have just seriously, just taking 10 breaths, conscious, deep breaths can change your lives, especially if you can remember to remember to do it in those times when you're feeling stress, when you feel the body tighten up, right? We got to get connected to our bodies and we breathe deep. It changes our physiological makeup in that moment. So breathing conscious breath is life-changing. Even if you just do that to the end of your days, you will begin to awaken, bring your awareness and bring healing to your own body. Because this is what I've learned. And this is my truth. Our bodies heal with our love and our attention and our focus. And if you think about it, the only thing we have in life is our focus. We only experience what we are focusing upon and putting our attention to. And so when we breathe and we breathe with our body and we're with our body, it changes the physiological makeup of our body. It decreases stress and we, we feel better. I mean, if you just take 10 deep breaths, you know what I'm talking about. So a couple things that I want to mention about indoor air, because a study from the EPA showed that indoor air can be more toxic than outdoor air. So I want to just give you a couple tips of things you can do to make your indoor air healthier. One is plants. I wish you all could come to my house. I want to have you all over um, and cook for you. Okay, let's do that one day. But you'll, you'll notice I have plants everywhere. I've collected them over the last 15 years. Snake plants, that's mother-in-law tongue, um, lilies, things like that, um, create oxygen and they clean the air, just like trees clean our air outside. The plants do that inside. So I highly recommend, even if you just want to get one plant and put it by your bed at night, do that. Plants will really help clean the air inside. Also, always use your exhaust fan when you're cooking, especially if you use a gas a, a gas stove. Really, really important. Even an electric, always make sure you're using your exhaust fan, moving that air um, out outside. Um, another thing is open your windows. I don't know what it is, why everybody likes to keep their windows shut tight all the time. Now, obviously in the middle of summer, you're not going to let all your air conditioning out or in the middle of winter, letting all your heat out, but really making sure and being intentional about getting fresh air from the outside in. So for example, in the morning when it's still cool, I'll open up all the windows and just help the air in the house air out. Um, I also love using um, essential oils and diffusers and things like that, but you don't have to get crazy. Don't go out and buy anything. This is all things that you can do without going and spending any more money, okay? What is the next thing we need? So air, we got that covered. Deep breath. Connecting with the body when you breathe. Oh my gosh, that could be life-changing. And it sounds so simple. It almost is so simple. You're like, nah, that's not going to work. Don't do that. Don't cheat yourself out of that. That's the only thing you take from the podcast that'll change your life. Guarantee it. So air, 
quality air, thinking about the quality of air, turning on your, on your exhaust fan, plants, you know, moving air in and out of the house. Really important, okay? The next thing, what does the body need? Water. Oh my gosh, my friends. I think I read a, a statistic, which made me depressed and anxious, kind of, just kidding. But it was really interesting. I think like 85% of people in the United States are dehydrated. And I cannot tell you, that is ridiculous. Here we are going to buy supplements and minerals and all these things, and we're not even drinking enough water. Like, what is that? That's what I think really got to me is that I was trying to do all these things that were supposedly going to make me healthier, but I wasn't even looking at the basics, right? Breathing and drinking enough water. Now, rule of thumb for as much water as you need is you take your body weight, you cut it in half, and that's how many ounces you need a day, minimum. Now, of course, it's going to change if you live in the desert like I do, or you work out, you know, you're spending time outside or you're sweating, you're going to need more water. Listen to your body, right? But that is the minimum. So if you're 130 pounds, you know, divide that by two and you get 65 ounces of water. So it's pretty simple. Um, I have a stainless steel water bottle, a clean canteen that I drink at least two of those a day. Now, another really amazing thing, and I think if, if you're just on social media or you're, or you watch health gurus, the big thing now is salt, right? Having a really good quality sea salt. So I work with an amazing acupuncturist and he turned me on to this red sea salt. I'm going to put the link, the Amazon link. It's not an affiliate. Um, I'm going to put the link in the in the no, in the show notes because this specific sea salt is really high in iron and minerals. And so what I do is I wake up in the morning and I have a little bit of sea salt and water, eight eight ounces, eight to about mm, twelve ounces of water with sea salt. I mix it up and I drink that. So we want to wake up to water, right? We want to give our body what it needs. I mean, we are primarily water. Depending on if you're male or female, you're anywhere from 60 to 70% water. I don't know. There's a bunch of different um, percentages that are out there. But we are water. And if we don't have water, our body cannot function. So if you're not drinking water, please don't go out and buy supplements and all these things if you're not doing the basics. Because your body's not going to be able to do what it needs to do, even with the supplements, if you don't have water. So drink your water, okay? Clean, filtered water. Um highly recommend not drinking from the tap. You know, EWG has a great website. I'll make sure I put that on there too. It's a, it's a, where you can check into your water and see kind of how your water measures up. But I love Pro One. That's another, I'll put that in, I'll put that in the link too. The Pro One water filters. Love them. Not an affiliate, but I love them. And I've been, I actually used to use Berkey, but now I'm using their filters because they have better testing. So drink water, right? Breathe. Drink enough water for your body, okay? Um, the next thing, of course, is we need food. We need food. Now, I could talk about food for days, my friends. Days. I love food. I love creating food. I have a new uh, <clears throat> exciting food project coming up. Just got to hold on. Wait till these kids go back to school so I can work on it and get it going. But food is something that is something we all share. It's beautiful. I love food, right? It's a way to be expressed. It's a way to nourish ourselves. But as we know, food has been completely dismantled by, by the world, right? There's, now it's full of chemicals. It's not even food anymore. And so the real basics that I can share about food, okay, the, 
really simple things is real whole food, food that is alive, that's alive, that doesn't come in packages, bags, or boxes, or containers, food that is alive. And that's pretty simple, food that is alive, right? When I do, I do cleanses. Um, I'm doing a, um, a retreat this weekend that is requiring me to do a cleanse. And so a really simple way that I do a cleanse is I just don't eat anything out of a box, a bag, or anything that's processed. I just eat real whole food. Do you know how much beautiful real whole food is out there? Oh my gosh. So if you're still kind of on just confused about food, stay tuned, stay with me. I've got a new project coming and you can join me in that. Because my goal is to really make eating nourishing foods uh, more accessible by people. And just a lot of people don't really know um, all the beautiful foods out there and how to put them together. That's kind of my specialty. So, and another thing that I always recommend to people that I work with or I'm helping in this department is buy a plant, right? Buy something that you can grow. Or maybe like it's a basil plant from Trader Joe's, or maybe you just plant an herb garden, something small, something that is you start to grow your own food. Because when we get connected to food, right, it's an energetic um, uh, union between us and what we consume. And we can't expect our body to be this amazing, radiant, divine organism if we're feeding it crap. It's just not going to happen. And so even if it's just like saying one meal in the next couple days, I'm going to do just a real whole food meal. Just doing that. Maybe doing it every couple days. Maybe every three days. Whatever that is, you just start somewhere. You start somewhere simple, right? Real whole food, okay? We don't have to get into, is this organic? Is that organic? It doesn't, in the, in the basics, it's food that looks like you would find it in nature. And what I love about my acupuncturist is he really brought this idea of food that has life force in it, right? Food that's been, been nourished by the sun, that's eaten grass, that's been in its, its um, natural environment, right? This is why I highly recommend finding your local farmer's market. I love my local farmer's market. It is a beautiful place. I love the farmers. I got to meet them and know them. And every, every day, every week I go, I get to be inspired by something new, right? Some new vegetable or fruit or spice or, you know, anything like that. You, you, that's how we evolve and grow. And so we just get out there and we support our local farmers and we move our money towards our local communities rather than, you know, food that's been literally all the nutrients have been processed out of it in a plant, right? That gives us no, there's no life force. It's dead food. So eat food that is alive, that has life force in it. Cause that's what we want to do. We want to be alive. You can't expect our body to feel alive if we're eating dead food, right? And don't just forget the shame. Okay. And the guilt of not being perfect, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. We're human. We are so allowed to be human and in this human experience. And what's so beautiful is we're here to expand and learn and grow. And that's how you do it, by making these small steps. Okay, the next element that we that's so important is sleep, my friends. Oh my gosh, there's so much research on sleep. So much research talking about the importance of sleep. This is where our body gets to do its major healing, okay? This is where it cleans up all of the things that it doesn't need, cellular waste. Um, this is where our, our brain gets cleaned out, right? 
So sleeping is so vital. It is one of the most important things. And there are so many tips that I can give you to sleep. But one of, one, one of the big ones is prioritize it. Make it important. Be consistent in your sleep because our body loves to be in a rhythm. It loves to wake up and go to sleep at the same time. Now, when we're in our 20s and 30s and we're out, we're having fun, right? We kind of wreck ourselves in sleep. But when you get to your 40s like me, like sleep becomes your best friend. I know when I wake up the next morning and I don't sleep, my whole body's buzzing and I feel toxic almost. Like my body didn't get rid of all the things it needed to. But when I have a good night's sleep, I feel like I can conquer the world. So making your room completely dark and cool and and eliminating any screens. My phone is all the way in the bathroom. I don't have my phone near me. We turn off Wi-Fi so we don't have any electromagnetic fields interrupting our cellular cleansing and regeneration and rejuvenation that happens when we sleep. So prioritize your sleep. There's so much research about how you can sleep better and everyone's different, but you're, you know exactly what you need to do to sleep better, right? Okay. And also getting, breathing, breathing, taking the breath, getting enough water, getting good food. All of that helps you sleep. All of these, it's, this is a big pie of health, right? And food is a little sliver and, and air is a sliver and water is sliver, sleep is sliver. And the next sliver is nature. <sighs> This is one of the things that I wish for all of us is to be in nature, even if it's just outside, putting your feet on the ground, letting Pachamama, Mother Earth, give you its, its, its healing energy. The earth emits a frequency that is healing to the body, but we have become so disconnected from it, so disconnected. So the more time we can spend in nature with our feet on the ground, getting sunlight on our skin, our body needs sunshine to make all of the things it needs, especially vitamin D, which is a, which acts as a hormone in our body. If we don't get that exposure, especially early in the morning, sunlight exposure in the morning helps set that rhythm. So that can actually help you sleep is if you get sunlight early in the morning, that kind of gets your internal clock going so that you can sleep better. It's all interconnected. We are one whole interconnected being. And all of these things impact us. And this is the ancient wisdom of our body. This is how we were designed. And we must honor that design, not try to fix it or force it to be different. It is what it is. This is how we were designed. So when we honor it, our body gets in the flow. We get in the flow and we get to become present and centered and spacious in our lives. And I don't know about you, but that's all I really want to be for my children and for myself. I want to I want to live a simple life, a simple, happy, fulfilled life. That's it. And I know in order to do that, to be present, I must take care of this vehicle that I live in, right? All right. So nature, getting out hiking, going camping, um, whatever you can do to get out in nature, you and your children, do it as much as you can. For me, it's hiking. I hike three to four times a week. I hike on the trail. I sing to the land. I mean, if you think I anyone's woo-woo, I got you covered, okay? Because I'm the woo-wooest of the woo-woo. I just, I pray. I, 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 I become one with nature. And this hasn't happened overnight. This is, you know, it takes time to really attune your body back to harmony, back to nature, because that's who we are. So 
one thing I love to do too is I love to, in the evenings when it's cool, I love to put like a blanket on the ground and just lay on the grass and just let my body feel it. Before I go to bed, I always put my feet on the ground so I can feel. I And you will feel it. The energy of the earth is so healing. So get your feet on the earth. You want to do more research about it? You can look for grounding or earthing. There's tons of research about it. Okay. The next thing we need is connection. We need to be connected to the ones that we love. And, and I'm going to tell you, when I was sick and when I was really stressed, and, and I still get stressed and I still get sick every once in a while, but I mean, you know, when I was so disconnected, I was miserable. Um, and I was miserable to everyone around me, my friends. Like, I don't even like to admit that, but it's the truth. And it was always about wanting people to be a certain way so I could be happy. That's not connection. That is resisting what is. And so when we, when we breathe and we really connect to our bodies and we drink water and we eat good food and we sleep and we get into nature, we feel connected to ourselves. And then we have the space to be connected to others. And so having dinner together with your family, I mean... I'm going to be completely honest. We do not have dinner together as much as I'd like to, but it's something that I'm really starting to, you know, sometimes you're really good at things and you kind of slip away. Well, now I'm starting to like get back into it. Like it's really important to be connected to the ones around you. Put down your phone, mamas, when your child's talking to you, or you say what I always do say, you know what, honey, I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing a text message. Give me a moment and I'll be right with you. But I used to just sit there and scroll and numb my life away. And my children would be there wanting to connect with me and I would be gone. And it really makes me sad. Like, but I forgive myself because that was the only thing I knew to like numb what I was feeling. And so now I, the, I don't even know where my phone is most of the time. And when my kids talk to me, I look at them in the eyes and I just love them in a way of, of giving them my attention because that's really what our kids want. I know when my kids act out or they're upset, they're not getting the attention and the connection that they need. And of course, there's, you know, you have to, there are moments where you're not going to be able to give all your attention to your kids. That's okay. They need to learn that. They need to learn how to self-soothe. But there's this beautiful, you know, um, way of, of and, and, and just, you know, the, the balancing of that. And so it's finding your own groove but we can't be connected with others if we're so disconnected from ourselves, right? If we're not giving the body what it needs, it can't feel safe. It, it, it's constantly trying to make things right, right? Our bodies are always working to, back to homeostasis. And so the more that we can be connected to ourselves and take care of this body, the more we're going to be able to be connected to the ones we love and have those moments where we're present and we're with our children. You know, my kids, as I mentioned, are 12 and 9, and, uh, you know, they're getting older. They're starting to hang out with friends and not want to be with mom as much. And so I know, and I'm so grateful that I have really focused on being more attentive and present because because now I get to feel like, okay, you know, it's okay. You know, if they, I, I know that I'm always going to be here for them, and I'm going to have maintain this connection to myself and to them because it feels so good. Okay. So connection. Okay. The next thing, two more, that two more, and then we're going to close it up. The next thing is stillness. Stillness. 
I saw the most incredible quote the other day, and I'm going to find it, and I'm going to read it to you. And this is what it says. It says, okay, it's by Osho. The more meditation goes deep, the more you will become master of your own thoughts. You will say stop, and the mind stops. You will say move, and the mind begins to move. Once this capacity comes to you, you will not fall down again. Unless this is achieved, unless this is achieved. If you discontinue meditation, soon every result will be washed away. So what he's saying is when we become the master of our mind, we become the master of our lives. And that's what we're here for is self-mastery. The mind is a tool. It's like a program. And it's downloaded all these false and obsolete softwares that keep us spinning an illusion. Um, and, and those softwares were downloaded from our friends, from our family, from our community, from the world, from marketing, all these belief systems. And so the mind is only spitting out information that it's been told, really. So when you begin to find stillness, you get to become the witness of your mind. You're, you realize you're not your mind. The mind is a tool, a brilliant tool, and when it's used wisely, it can create magic. But when it uses you, it creates suffering, anxiety, and depression. This is why stillness is so important. You don't have time not to be still, not to breathe, not to be in your own heart and with yourself. Listen, I get it. I've made when I before I was gonna really start meditating, or before I really started integrating a consistent meditative practice, I had all the excuses why I didn't do it. And I am telling you from the bottom of my heart, it is the most important thing to do. If you want to be present and you want to be resilient and you want to create your own happiness, you have to find stillness. There's so many resources out there these days to learn how to meditate, to become still. I love listening to binaural beats and just being able to listen to these sounds that truly can calm the nervous system. We have to calm the nervous system before we make any big changes in our lives. And, and that's, a, that's why I think a lot of these things, like we try to buy the supplements and buy all these superfoods and do all these things, but we're still operating from an activated nervous system. And when our body is stressed, it, it can't heal. So that's why it's so important to get into that rest stage, that relaxation stage. And meditation brings that. You know, it was probably about a year after a consistent meditation practice of every single day, my friends. It took a while. It takes a while to, to train the mind because the mind has been trained by the world for however long it's been. For me, that was, I don't know, you know, 40 years. And when you really start to sink in to stillness, you get to start to rewire your brain and rewire the patterns of thinking. And it's life-changing, and that's what we're really here for. You know what I mean? So finding stillness, make it a priority, mamas. It's the most important thing to do besides breathing, you know, drinking water and eating really good food and sleeping. You've got to have stillness got to have stillness. What's so beautiful with stillness is that it helps you connect to others more because you're not so full of your mind that you're not even listening to what they're saying. If you ever met someone and they're just in their head, I have a, a really beautiful friend. I love her so much. 
Um, and when we're together, she tells the most amazing story. She's so entertaining, but she does not listen to anything that I say. Anytime she asks me a question, two seconds later, she's on to another story. And so I, it's hard to connect with someone like that because they're so full of their mind. And I love her through all of it. I'm not in judgment. I know that that's her process. But you know what that feels like to be in a conversation with someone that's already thinking about what they're going to say to you rather than truly holding space. That's why I'm so grateful for my dear friends that can really hold space and just just be present with me. That will change the world. That will change your whole life when you can just be present, especially with your kids. When you can just be present and spacious for them in those moments where they're having these big emotions rather than saying, don't do that. Don't be like that. What are, what are we conveying there? That they're not okay, that they're not right, that they're not safe to feel what they're feeling. We're, we're human. We're here to feel all of it. It's safe to feel all of it. And so when we're spacious and empty, we can be the space for them and they can feel safe and it is safe. You're so safe to feel everything. And when we come into ourselves and we come into our hearts and, and we're still, that's where the magic happens. So don't cheat yourself out of this. And if you're continuously making excuses, stop it. Don't be shameful, shamed about it. It's all good. It's part of the human process, right? We resist the things that we know are going to take us to the next level. I resisted for a very long time. So I just want to take your hand and tell you, you got this. Find some time, even if it's five minutes a day. Make yourself, make a commitment to yourself. Commit to yourself for your well-being. And let me tell you, when you do that consistently, you will see the fruits of your efforts. And now I know that is beyond, it's more important than anything else in my life to have my consistent meditation practice, to do those things that really bring me centered. And, and, and I'm not perfect. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm still and, and working through past, you know, my, my traumas and my ancestral things that keep me stuck in illusion and an ego, but that's the process. And we just hold ourselves in it and we love ourselves through our lives because there's nowhere to go. All one day, we're all going to end up transitioning back to the spirit world, whatever you believe there. That's not, you know, we, why wait? Like right now, it's time to live. It's time to do these things so that you can create the life that you're here to create and raise the children that you're here to raise, right? The last and final um, wisdom from our bodies is play, 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 play. How much of us, how many of us have just stopped playing and enjoying the pleasure of being free right? Kids show us all the time what it's like to play. And maybe your play isn't like their play, right? I can't stand. I remember when my kids were younger and I didn't want to sit down and, and play, um, you know, imaginary play with like Legos or whatever it was, but I loved building it with them. You know, I love throwing the football or just, you know, playing games, things that work for you. Uh, another form of play for me is to be with my girlfriends and to do woo-woo stuff, right? Have bonfires and play drums and play my Indian flute and, and, and sing and be free, right? We're free. We are free in this moment. The only thing that keeps us unfree is the thought that we are not free. And I understand how much courage it takes to move into freedom. And I just want to encourage you 
to just maybe this week find one thing that brings you joy that you love to do that there's no end in sight there's no about being successful or or productive it's doing something just out of the sheer joy of doing it because that's what we're here to do we're here to play it doesn't matter how much money you're going to make or how many cars you have or what great house you have or all that. to be honest I thought that's all I really wanted is once I had the house and the cars and the vacation home and all the things, I'm going to be happy. No, you're still the same person. And so you can have all those things and enjoy them, or you can have all those things and they control your, they control you. And so the more that we get to be playful and, and truly cultivate that sense of play in our lives, the happier we're going to be. And it's really important for our kids too. You know, we want them to play and have joy and pleasure in life. And so we must show them the way. I am so grateful, so, so grateful that you all um, listened to this whole podcast. I really hope that there were just seeds planted. And remember, I'm not an expert, but I'm speaking from my truth, my knowing, and my experience. And the point of this is, there's ancient wisdom in the body. And these are the things that we need, that our body needs, that our mind needs, our souls need to feel free and to, and to live in this world. And I get how hard it is, my friends. The world is not built for our health. It's not built for our mental, um, uh, for our happiness. There's, there's just messages all the way around that are always telling us we're not enough. But we've already talked about that. We had a great podcast with Angela last week. You know, it's an illusion. It's not the truth. And you know how when you know the truth is by how it feels in your body. The the truth feels good. It feels like a warm hug from someone that you absolutely love and feel safe with. And that that is not the truth you know, makes your body kind of squeeze up. You don't feel good. It gives you like a, ugh, right? That icky feeling. That's not the truth. That, that's when you know if you're in the illusion and when you're in the truth. So nourish yourselves. Take some deep breaths. Drink your water. Make sure I'm going to share the sea salt if you want to get it. I love it. I cook with it. I put it in my water. Every water, all the water I drink, I just put a little pinch in it just to make sure I'm getting those minerals. Um, food that is alive, right? Food that's alive. Sleep so you can regenerate and, 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 and wake up, you know, feeling rejuvenated. Connecting, putting down the phones, having a conversation, being with the people that you love. That's why, we're, I, that's why I think we're truly here is to really be connected to ourselves and to others. Spend time in nature, get your stillness practice in place, okay? I'll never stop sharing that because it's been absolute game changer of all things. Uh, stillness, right? Meditation, relaxation, finding that so your body can just hum to the, to the present moment. It's, it's so amazing. And play, my friends, play. We are here on this earth for a very short amount of time. And it is such an honor to walk the sacred land. And it's an honor to walk with you. Um, I am so grateful for this community and this platform. And I just love you. And all I want, my wish, is for mothers to reclaim their power, to listen to the wisdom of their bodies, 
so that we can change the world for our children. And it doesn't happen from the top down, right? It happens from the bottom up. This is a grassroots movement. And so many beautiful things are happening, right? We're a big part of it. We're part of the whole. And so everything that we do impacts the world. And so even if you can find one thing that you kind of got an aha moment on, like, oh, I can do that. Do that. Just start there. That's it. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. I love you. And I'll catch you in the next Hippie Moms podcast.